the making of a scientist. At the age of 22, a former scout of the year excited the scientific world with a new theory how cells work. Richard H. Ebright and his college roommate explained the theory in an article in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science. It was the first time this important scientific journal had ever published the work of a college student. In sports, that would be like making a big leap at the age of 15 and hitting a home run at the first time at bat. For Richard Ebright, it was the first time in a long streak of achievements in science and other fields, and it all started with butterflies. And an only child, Ebright grew in the north of the Pennsylvania. There wasn't much I could do then, he said. I certainly couldn't play football or baseball with the team of the one, but there was one thing I could do, collect things. So he did and did ever. Beginning in the kindergarten, Ebert collected butterflies with the same determination that has marked all his activities. He also collected rocks, fossils, and coins. He became an eager astronomer, too sometimes star grazing all night. From the start, he had driving curiosity, along with a bright mind. He also had a mother who encouraged his interest and learning. She took him to trips, bought him telescopes, microscopes, cameras, mounting materials, and other equipment that helped in many other ways. I was his only companion until he started school. His mother said, after that I would bring him home friends for him, but at night we just did things together. Richie was my whole life after his father died when Richie was third grade. She and her son spent almost every evening in the dining room table. If he wouldn't do things to do, I found work for him. Not physical work, but learning things. His mother said he liked it, he wanted to learn, and learn he did. He earned top grades in school on everyday things. He was just like every other kid, his mother said. By the time he was in the second grade, a bird was collected all 25 pieces of butterflies found around his hometown. That probably would have been the end of my butterfly collecting, he said. But when my mother called me a children's book called The Ta Travels of the Monarch Ten, that book which told how monarch butterflies migrated to Central America opened the world of science to eager young collectors. At the end of the book, readers were invited to help study butterfly migrations. They were asked to tag butterflies for the research by Dr. Frederick A. Uhart by the University of Toronto, Canada. Ibrahim's mother wrote to Dr. Abrahad, and soon Ibrahim was attaching light adhesive tapes to the wings of monarchs. Everyone who found a tag butterfly also asked to send the tag to Dr. Ahurat. The butterfly collecting season around reading lasts six weeks in late summer. If you're going to chase them one by one, you won't catch very many. So the next step for Ibright was to raise a flock of butterflies. He would catch a female monarch, take her eggs, and raise them in his basement. 
through their life cycle, from egg to caterpillar to pupa to adult butterfly. Then he would tag the butterfly's wings and let them go. Several years of his basement has was home to thousands of monarchs in different stages of development. Eventually, I began to lose interest in tagging butterflies. It's tremendous and there's not much feedback. The bride said, in all the time I did it, he laughed. Only two butterflies I had tagged were recaptured and they were not more than 75 miles from where I live. Then in the seventh grade, he got a hint of what real science is when he entered a county a science fair and lost. He, it was very, really a sad feeling to sit there and not get anything while everybody else had won something. A bride said his entry was slides of frog tissues which he showed under the microscope. He realized the winners had tried to do real experiments. Not simply make a neat display. Already the competitive spirit that drives Richard E. Pride was appearing. I know that for a next year's fair, I would have to do a real experiment, he said. The subject I knew most was that the insect work I would been working in the past several years. So he wrote to Dr. Oatcray for ideas and the back home of stock of the suggestions for the experiments. Those kept a bright busy all through the high school and led to prize projects in the country at an international science fair. For this eighth grade project, a bride tried to find the cause of a viral disease that kills nearly all the monarch caterpillars every few years. Ibrahim thought the diseases might be carried by the beetle. He tried raising in caterpillars in the presence of beetles. I didn't get any real results, he said, but he went ahead to show that I have tried the experiment that time. I won. This time I won. The next year, his science fair project was testing theory that the wind survey butterflies copy monarchs. The wind survey was that Windsorys look like monarchs because monarchs don't taste too good to birds. Windsory, on the other hand, do taste good to birds. Some of the more they would like monarchs, then less likely they are to become a bird dinners. A bright project was to see whether, in fact, birds would eat monarchs. He found that the sterling would not eat ordinary bird food. It would eat all the monarchs it could get. A bride said later research by the other people showed that Vincere probably do copy the Vince monarch. This project was placed first in the zoology division and third overall in the county science fair. In the second year in high school, Richard E. Bright began the research that led to his discovery of an unknown insect hormone. Indirectly, it also led to his new theory of life of cells. The question he tried to answer was simple. What is the purpose of the 12 tiny dots parts on the monarch pupa? Everyone assumed that the spot was just an ornamental. A bright said, but Dr. Amher didn't believe it. To find the answer, a bright and other excellent science student first had to build a device that showed that the sport were producing a hormone necessary for the butterfly for full development. This project won a bright first place in the county 
fair and entry into the International Science and Engineering Fair. There was he won third place for zoology. He also got a chance to work during the summer at the entomology laboratory of the Walter Reed Army Institute of Research. As a high school junior, Richard Ebright continued his advanced experiments on the monarch pupa. That year, his project won the first place at the International Science Fair and gave him another chance to work in the Army laboratory during the summer. In this senior year, he went a step further. He grew cells from the monarch's wings in a culture and showed that the cells would divide and help the monarchal butterfly wing scales only if they would feed the hormone on the gold spots. This project won the first place for the zoology at the International Fair. He spent the summer after graduation doing further work at the Army Laboratory and at the laboratory of the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The following summer, after his freshman year at Harvard University, Ebright went back to the laboratory of the Department of Agriculture and did more work on the hormone from the gold spots using the laboratory spotification instruments. He was able to identify the hormone's chemical structure. A year and a half later, during the junior year, Ebright got an idea of his new theory cells life. It came while he was looking at X-ray photos of a chemical structure of a hormone. When he saw these photos, Ebright didn't shout, Rukka! On even. I've got it! But he believed that along with his findings about insect hormones, the photos gave him the answer to one of biology's puzzles. How the cells can feed the blueprint of its DNA. DNA is a subsistence in the nucleus of a cell that controls heredity. It determines the form of function of a cell. Thus, DNA is a blueprint for life. Bright and his college roommate, James R. Wong, worked all the night drawing pictures and constructing plastic models of the molecules to show how it could happen together. They later wrote the paper that explained the theory. Surprising, no one who knew him. Richard Ebright graduated from the Harvard with highest honors. Second of his class is of 1510. Ebright went on to become a graduate student researcher at Hogwarts Medical School. He began doing experiments to test his theory. If the theory is proved correct, it will be a big step towards understanding the process of life. It might also lead to the new ideas for preventing some types of cancer and other diseases. All of this is possible because of a bright scientific curiosity. His high school research into the purpose of the sports on the monarch pupa eventually led him to his theory about cell life. Richard A. Bright has been interested in the science, science since he began collecting butterflies, but not so deeply that he doesn't he hasn't time for other in, interests. A. Bright also became a champion debater and a public speaker and a good 
iconist and all-rounder outdoor presence. He's also an expert photographer, particularly in nature and scientific exhibits. In high school, Richard A. Bright was a straight A student because learning was easy. He turned out of his energy towards debating in the model United Nations clubs. He also found someone to admire Richard A. Willer, his social studies teacher and advisor of both clubs. Mr. Weher was the perfect person for me then. He opened my mind to new ideas, H. Bright said. Richard would always give that extra effort, Mr. Weser said. What pleased was me, me was here was this person who put in three to four hours of night during debate, research besides doing all his research with butterflies and his other interests. Richard was competitive, Mr. Renard continued, but not in a bad sense. He explained Richard wasn't interested in the winning for winning sake or winning to get a prize. Rather, he was winning because he, he should do the best job he could. For the right reasons, he wants to be the best. And that is the one ingredient of making of a scientist. Start with the first three, mind, add curiosity, and mix it well to win for the right reasons. A bright has these qualities. From the time, the book, The Travels of Monarch at 10, Open the world of science to him. Richard Abide has never lost his scientific curiosity. Robert W. Peterson